You have reached Road Talk, Navigating Your Journey, a ministry and podcast of the Discover Young Adults Ministry at the Preston Crest Church of Christ in Dallas, Texas. We meet at 945 on Sunday mornings, and we have small groups all throughout the week. We are located at Preston Road and Highway 635 in North Dallas. My name is Jacob Hawk. I'm the Young Adults Minister and the host of this podcast. It doesn't matter if you are single, dating, if you want to be dating, if you're married, if you want to be married, or if you're divorced, or if you're trying to figure out at what stage of life you are passing through. At the Discover Young Adults Ministry, we want to help you discover life, discover love, and discover the Lord. If I can help you or serve you in any way, or if I can pray for you, please email me at jacob at pressandcrest.org. Well, I want to welcome you back again to Road Talk, Navigating Your Journey. This is Jacob Hawk, the host of this podcast, one of the ministers here at the Preston Crest Church of Christ in Dallas, Texas. If you are just joining us today for the first time in a while, or maybe for the first time ever, thank you for tuning in to Road Talk. We have been in a series over how we got the Bible. This was by request of many of the young adults within the Discover Young Adults Ministry here at Preston Crest Church of Christ. And so we have spent the month of June looking at the history of how the Bible came into existence. Not necessarily the Word of God, but the actual book itself. How did the Bible get into the hands of people? So far we have talked about New Testament manuscripts, how they came into existence. We've talked about the discipline of textual criticism. Last week we discussed the restoration of manuscripts, and today we bring this series to a close by spending some time discussing how the New Testament canon was put together. Maybe you have heard before that there are some books in the canon of the New Testament that are considered to be authoritative, and then there are books that did not make it into the canon, uh, called the Apocrypha books. Why are they not in there? Well, we will spend a little bit of time discussing that question today. If you're joining us for the first time, and if you're interested in a study of this nature, I would highly recommend to you that you purchase the book, How We Got the Bible, by Dr. Neil Lightfoot. You can find the book on Amazon. It is about $12. Dr. Neil Lightfoot was a great scholar and theologian. He was a longtime professor at Abilene Christian University in Abilene, Texas, and he wrote a book many years ago entitled How We Got the Bible. And in my estimation, it is the best of both worlds, as Dr. Lightfoot gives some great scholarly background, but he also writes in a way a practical way that's very easy to understand, and I would highly recommend that book, How We Got the Bible. If you would like to go deeper uh, than we are going here on the podcast and then we have, or that we have been doing in Sunday morning Bible class at Preston Crest Church of Christ. Well, the topic, compiling the New Testament canon. People often ask the question, what is the canon? What does that word mean, canon? Well, obviously, we're not talking about a cannon used in war. Uh, we're not talking about a cannon camera that people have often used. Canon is from the Greek word kanon, which means read. In English, it's where we get our word for cane. In the ancient world, a reed was a measuring rod. 
So Canaan, or canon as we pronounce it, came to mean a standard or a rule. Consequently, the canon today, in our conversation, the canon is the books measured to have divine authority. And scholars will speak of both the Old Testament canon and the New Testament canon. In practical terms, the canon makes up all of the books that we believe are directly from God and thus are the books that we need to study to have a better understanding of God's will. Now, in the discussion of understanding how the canon was put together, it's fascinating to see what people were saying about the New Testament canon in the early centuries after Christ. Last week, we spent some time discussing the role of the church fathers in the restoration of manuscripts. Well, church fathers also played a role in the compilation of the New Testament canon, one of them being Justin Martyr, who made this statement in 150 A.D. when he described what was taking place in Sunday morning Christian assemblies. Justin Martyr stated, that in these assemblies, memoirs of the apostles were read with, and I quote, the writings of the prophets. Again, this is 150 A.D., approximately 117 years after the death of Christ. Justin Martyr says that when the church gathered, they would read from the memoirs of the apostles and the writings of the prophets. Remember, when the church first begins, they have no concept of a quote-unquote New Testament. Their Bible was the Old Testament, and the authority of the teachings of Jesus which had been delivered through the apostles. And by the end of the first century, the teachings of Jesus that had been delivered through the apostles, they had all been written. And Justin Martyr describes these writings as the memoirs of the apostles in 150 A.D. These would be uh, the letters of Paul. These would be the letters of John. Um, Anything that's written after the book of Acts is described as the memoirs of the apostles. If we jump forward about 100 years, somewhere between 250 to 275 A.D., we find something in history called the Muratorian Fragment. Now, the Muratorian Fragment is not discovered until some 1,500 years later in the late 1700s. And these manuscripts are discovered by a man named L.A. Muratori, which is why it's called the Muratorian Fragment. But these fragments, these excerpts, these pieces of parchments of manuscripts, list the following books in what was considered to be the New Testament at that time. The fragment lists Matthew, Mark, the third gospel, that's how it refers to it, which is obviously referring to Luke, John, the book of Acts, 13 letters of Paul, Jude, two letters of John, and the book of Revelation. If you know your New Testament like the back of your hand, you know that what is not included in that list from the Muratorian fragment is the book of Hebrews, James, 1st and 2nd Peter, and 3rd John. They're still missing. But the point is, by 250 to 275 A.D., 
a hundred years after Justin Martyr, 22 of the 27 books were widely considered to be the New Testament and dispersed accordingly. In that same time frame, about 25 years later, the Church Father Origen gives us some more information. In 275 AD, Origen lists the same books detailed in the Muratorian Fragment, but he also quotes from Hebrews, and Origen takes it one step further, and he says that Second Peter is, quote-unquote, possibly from Peter, and John has, quote, possibly written a second and third epistle, but this is disputed. So beyond the Muratorian Fragment, just a few years later, now we've added in Hebrews, Second Peter, and possibly two letters from John. But then, by 367 A.D., almost another 100 years later, a man by the name of Athanasius of Alexandria publishes a list of 27 books of the New Testament which were accepted in his day. The same 27 books of the New Testament that are recognized today in 2023. And in 367 A.D., Athanasius of Alexandria offers this quote, and I read, These are the springs of salvation. Let no one add anything to them or take anything away from them. The same 27 books that we consider to be the New Testament today. Dr. Lightfoot in his book makes this very powerful statement, incredible statement, in page 162 of his book, How We Got the Bible. Dr. Lightfoot says, The Bible owes its authority to no individual or group. The church does not control the canon, but the canon controls the church. Although divine authority was attributed to the New Testament books by the later church, this authority was not derived from the church, but was inherent in the books themselves. As a child identifies its mother, the later church identified the books which it regarded as having unique authority. I love that terminology and I love that illustration. As a child identifies its mother, the later church identified the books which it regarded as having unique authority. It was just natural to know which books were from God and which books weren't. And that opens up the discussion of the apocryphal books. A lot of people want to talk about the apocryphal books. They're fascinated by the apocryphal books. What are the apocryphal books? Well, the word apocrypha derives from a Greek word which means hidden or concealed. It describes writings whose origins were unknown and whose reliability was doubtful. So why do we take time to look at these books that make up the apocryphal books? Well, they're important in that they help us understand what people were thinking in history, in the days of Jesus and following the days of Jesus. But as you dig a little bit deeper, you begin to see right away that there's no way that these writings were inspired by the Holy Spirit from the mouth of God like the writings that we have in our Bible today. 
Dr. Lightfoot points out that Catholicism and Protestantism are united in their acceptance of 27 books of the New Testament. But concerning the books of the Old Testament, this is not the case. The Roman Catholic Bible contains several additional books, 15 to 16 in number, in the Old Testament generally generally referred to as the Apocrypha. So when we're talking about the apocryphal books, it's more of an Old Testament discussion than a New Testament discussion, but there are some New Testament apocryphal books that try to imitate the New Testament books in our New Testament canon today. They have various literary types. Sometimes they're known as Gospels. Sometimes they're known as Acts. Sometimes as Apostles. Sometimes as Apocalypses. I'll give you a few of them dated back to the 2nd century A.D. This would have been in, in the days of Origen when he talks about the 27 books that we address today uh, that are very different than these apocryphal books. But in the 2nd century, there was the Gospel of Peter. There was the Gospel of Bartholomew, the Acts of Peter, the Acts of John, the Infancy Story of Thomas. Now let me just tell you about a few excerpts from some of these apocryphal books such as the infancy story of Thomas. In the infancy story of Thomas, there is a story where when a child bumps Jesus' shoulder, Jesus strikes him dead. Yes, you heard that correctly. When a child bumps Jesus' shoulder, Jesus strikes him dead. Now, that's very different than our New Testament canon, which has Jesus saying, let the little children come to me, or Jesus saying, unless you change and become like a child, you cannot inherit the kingdom of God, or even that story where the woman who had the blood disease, the blood infirmity for over 12 years, where she tugs on Jesus' coat just so she can be healed, and Jesus commends her for such faith. In the infancy story of Thomas, a child bumps Jesus' shoulder and Jesus strikes him dead? That doesn't seem very consistent with the stories that we find in the New Testament canon. Or here's one from a book called The Acts of John. On finding bed bugs in his bed, John baptizes the bugs and tells them to behave themselves. That's interesting. Can you find me an example in the New Testament of anyone being baptized? That was not a human being? No, but in the uh, Acts of John, John baptizes some of the bedbugs. Or this one in the book called the Acts of Paul. In this story, Paul baptizes a lion. A lion who later spares him from death in the amphitheater at Ephesus. These things are crazy. They're nonsense. And so Dr. Lightfoot makes the humorous point, yet powerful application. After reading such tales, many of us will want to hurry back to our New Testaments and once again appreciate them both for what they say and what they do not say. So in this discussion of the compilation of the New Testament canon, you have the word canon, what it means. It was a standard or rule, a measurement for what was considered to be authoritative and inspired from God. You can listen to some of the early church fathers, such as Origen and Justin Martyr and Athanasius of Alexandria. But in summary, here's why various books were rejected from the canon. Number one, they were never included in the Hebrew Old Testament. Remember, the apocryphal conversations more in the Old Testament than the New Testament. 
Number two, they were never accepted as canonical by Jesus and his apostles. You remember many times in his ministry, Jesus would quote from the Old Testament. Many books in the New Testament quote from the Old Testament. That's because when the church first begins, that is their Bible. And if these apocryphal writings do not have any quotations from Jesus or other writers referencing the Old Testament, they were not considered to be authoritative. Number three, they were not accepted by early Jewish and Christian writers. People like Justin Martyr, Origen, Athanasius of Alexandria, the Muratorian Fragment, they don't mention any of these books. And that has to be for a reason. And number four, they do not evidence qualities of inspiration. To borrow Dr. Lightfoot's terms, they have crazy tales, ridiculous stories that any human being with common sense would understand. There's no way writings of this nature belong in the holy inspired Word of God. I hope that you have enjoyed our study through how we got the Bible. Obviously, a topic of this nature cannot be fully covered in just four lessons. We have just barely scratched the surface, but hopefully some questions have been addressed that you've asked in the past, and maybe you've learned something about this through our journey. I invite you to stay with us as next month we will begin a series over some hymnology, some stories behind some of the great hymns that we sing in the church, and then in August we'll spend some time talking about dating and marriage. As always, I encourage you to keep your eyes on heaven, and I can't wait to talk with you as we gather together next time. God bless, and have a great week.